Hello, and welcome to Media Monday Show. As always, I'm not Gino. I'm not Jonald. And that's that's my favorite way to say this now. This is the second time I've used it today, and it's fun. Okay, jo- fair enough. Jonald. I don't know, it sounds like something that would happen to you. Like, I got Jonald. Or you, you got Jonald. Or something. I don't know. But, like, you know, like Ronald, but Jonald. Did you ever... Yeah, um, or Ronald McJonald. Ronald McJonald. Like, there was that, uh... That song by the group Bad Ronald. Called, uh... Let's Begin was the name of the song. And then it had in parentheses, Shoot the Shit. Okay. Anyway, it was a bad song. That's basically what we do most of the time. Yep. Just shoot that shit. Bad Jonald. Bad Jonald. I'd almost titled the episode Bad Jonald, but no, this is our uh, our our Oscar predictions. This is. This is Oscar season. Let's do this. Episode 54. But, but of course this comes out after the Oscars have aired, but we're recording it definitely before the Oscars have aired, so... We got yeah, enough we're, time we're to recording this Saturday the ninth. So, or I guess technically it's the the Sunday the Sunday 9th. the ninth. <laughs> yes, That's it. Saturday the eighth. It's it's late night here in the the podcasting booth. Podcasting booth. You have a booth? <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I don't know. I just record on my toilet. Ah, uh, that that explains the echo. 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 Anyway, all the way down. Um, so I guess we should talk about Fantasy Movie League. I I, I feel like there's only been one day of it, so it's kind of hard to really say. But so far, Rick is in the lead. Yeah, Rick's in the lead. He's doing really well. Sixty-two million. And, um, although, like, every time, every time Rick's in the lead, and we're doing the podcast, like by Monday, he's not in the lead. <laughs> Yeah, and that very well could change. Beck is only behind him by four and a half million, and I'm behind the, uh, both of them by you know five million. So it it can all change. Yeah, I, I expected Knives Out to to have a bit more, uh, but it still did uh, so far two and a half million dollars. I put all my money in Parasite. Uh, yeah, I see that. Parasite's getting a lot of Oscar buzz. It is. So, but it's not a. Many theaters is the issue. Yeah, I guess that's probably right. I I would have taken 1917, but it's seriously had a lot of theaters dropping here recently, so... Yeah, I need to learn to pay attention to that, I guess. Yeah. Um... Well, yeah, right now, the perfect cineplex is four bad boys and four, um... What was it? Doolittle. Doolittle's, yeah, which I don't see that staying. Me either, especially since Doolittle hit the internet this week. Doolittle has been panned greatly over everything. Like, I- I'm pretty sure most theaters have moved on from it. Uh, our local theater's still playing it. We almost went and saw it, and then I was like, well, since it's on the internet, maybe I should not go see it. So we didn't yeah. go see it. Uh, we were going to go see Birds of Prey. That just hasn't happened. We may still see it tomorrow, I suppose. 
Yeah, I actually might go see a movie midday tomorrow, too, so it's possible that I'll go see that, or maybe even Rhythm Section. I've not heard too many good things about Rhythm Section, but I might go see it. Yeah. Like, Birds of Prey was actually pretty full. Like, we were going to go, like, Friday night, and the theater was full, and we were going to go, like, today during the day, and then we got distracted and didn't. Um, But I think the theater's been pretty full. Yeah. For Birds of Prey. Yeah, I'm actually surprised it's not doing as well as what I originally th- thought, but, you know, it's currently resting at $34 million. I predicted it'd be at 43, I think, 44, 43, 44, something like that. Can I tell what my prediction was on the website here, or do I have to go to the app? Because there, there's so much you can see more in the app. Yeah. It's kind of dumb. It is. Uh, let's see here. Let's see. My tiebreaker forty-seven is what I thought. I I think mine was a little lower than that. I think I'm closer to. So if we end up tying, I think I'll win. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, yours was forty-eight nine. Was it forty-eight nine? I thought that's it was what like... you got. Yeah. Uh, fair enough. And anyway. Rick did not put a tiebreaker, so we tie up with Rick. He's got no chance. I've done that before. I've tied with Rick, and he didn't do the tiebreaker, so I won. Yeah, by default. Anyway, um, so, yeah, Rick, if you're listening, you should start doing your tiebreaker. Yeah, yeah, it, it'll at least swing the vote one way or another. All right, um, let's see here. Do we want to move on to the news? Yeah, let's go ahead and get to some news. All right. Uh, you put it in a lot of this, so go ahead. All right, uh, so apparently the Chinese box office is non-existent right now, which could be very well affecting a lot of these movies and releases and everything. Uh, because of the coronavirus, they have... They have shut down all movie theaters basically oh okay which would also increase increase pirating and all that kind of stuff too so i suppose that's true so yeah it's really affecting the chinese box office so it's affecting the world box office quite a bit yeah i um we're having delays at work on production of things because of coronavirus it's like there there's shipping delays and it's delaying like board games and things. This, this coronavirus is affecting my life, and I don't like it. Yeah, yeah. And a plague will do that. Just be careful for all the boxes you open. Right. I'm gonna spray it with alcohol and. Yeah, I think I think Lysol will disinfect the coronavirus. So. Yeah. Anything I get. From China. Anyway, uh, what else you got? Oh, I did that uh, one. Uh, Netflix has ordered a live-action One Piece. Yeah, I don't see how they're going to do that, really. But right. I mean, One Piece seems so cartoony. Like it seems yeah, like it yeah. has to be in a cartoon format. I I'm not real familiar with One Piece, but doesn't he have like stretchy arms or something? He does, and like all of the characters are very like caricature. 
Okay. Kind of thing. I don't know. I mean, like, I personally don't like One Piece. Like, I don't like, uh, I don't like, you know, anime shows where the actual episode is five minutes long and it's got like a fifteen minute recap and a fifteen minute outro. Right. And One Piece is one of those. I just I don't have the patience for it. Okay. And other than that, like, it sounds interesting. You know, it's about a kid going on a journey, trying to become the best. That's all Shonen, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's all Shonen Jump, yeah. Uh, that, Naruto, um, oh, I can't even think of it. Uh, that one show you liked a lot, it was it was a lot like that, that Hunter x Hunter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Um, Dragon Ball, I mean, that's one of the oldest ones. Yeah. But like uh, so, so Netflix has been going through and like making or ordering live action versions of like popular anime, and I guess the real test is going to be how Cowboy Bebop is. Yeah, that's true. I'm that's the only one I'm actually interested in really right now. But like they, I don't think they've started filming that again, have they? And it's still... no, I don't. I don't think they've actually officially cast it yet. No, they were. They started to film it, and then what's his face show. Like, broke his leg or something. Oh, really? Yeah. Don't you remember that news from, like, a couple months ago? No, I forget every episode as soon as we get it in the game. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, what else you got? Uh, Adam Sandler has signed four more movie deal with Netflix for $275 million. $275 million is a lot. It's, but it's I a guess lot, that, yeah. that breaks down to what, like forty million a movie, almost, like almost forty million. No, it's closer to like fifty-five, isn't it? Oh, I can't do math. Like seventy. All it's late. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's late. It's late. <laughs> but anyway, um, so yeah, for, uh, his last movie deal was uh, six movie deals, and it was—I don't even think half of this. Yeah. Um, no, is this? Is this like paid to him, or is this for making the movies? I'm I'm confused as far as like the pricing goes. Like the two hundred seventy five million is that? Yeah, I think I think that that is directly like going to Adam Sandler as long as he completes four movies with them. That's crazy. That's a lot. Yeah, it doesn't matter how good the movies do or anything. He's he's already been paid two hundred seventy five million dollars. Yeah, that is crazy. All right, moving on. Yeah, uh, Nintendo has announced a live-action Mario for 2022. Really? What year is it now? It's currently 2020. Are you sure it's not like 90s? Oh, no, no, no. We moved past that. Nintendo, very specifically, hasn't licensed out any of its stuff because of the debacle that the 90s Mario was. <laughs> And, okay. But so yeah, they're they're going to officially be doing a live action Mario movie. It's a it's officially happening. Well, if they do it well, then it could be good. Yeah, but, with I mean, it, it kind of I think depends on how well Sonic does. Yeah, I'm scared. And for so Sonic. we'll see about that next week. I don't know. I I uh, I read a thing that was all like they spent like millions to replace Sonic after the internet 
threw a fit about it the first trailer. Yeah, apparently the director is really worried about the reception of Sonic. Mm -hmm. And apparently it caused a lot of anxiety with him. But uh, like because uh, of the whole redesign and everything. Yeah, so they did the redesign and and, and like someone was all like, "Well, now we have to go see the movie otherwise like the voice of the internet is just Oh yeah, yeah, it's it's very moot. Yeah, I I have to go see Sonic whether I want to or not. Simply because they actually got a, a direct change, which I think it's a change for the better. I think the new yeah, character yeah, model yeah, yeah. is Definitely way better. Is. But it, I don't know that it's a good movie. <laughs> I, no, I don't think it was ever going to be a good movie. But we got to go to the box office for this one. Yep. Collectively, we all have to. Otherwise, we will never make a change ever again. All right. Um, Owen Wilson has been cast in the... The, the upcoming Loki show. Loki on Disney Plus? Yep. Uh, do we know who his character is or just the fact that he's been just cast? Just that he's been cast in it. We don't, we don't know who it is. But I mean, I, he essentially plays the same character in every movie right. he does. He's, he's just going to stand there and go, wow. Yes. Wow. Um, let's see here. The Falcon and Winter Soldier is going to air in August. I'm surprised this is happening so quickly. Um... You... I, I thought it was going to be next year when a lot of their stuff was going to start rolling out. Yeah, no, they, they've got to put out some good stuff to keep people subscribed. Yeah. And so, like, they're pumping out as fast as they can. Yeah, uh, they're trying to get a few live-action remakes put in there as well. So, um, yeah, Falcon and Winter Soldiers in August, and uh, The Mandalorian comes back in October. Yeah, that's um, a pretty quick turnaround. Yeah, but there's like, what, like six more months here before any of that. Yeah. And, I don't know. I understand why they were all like, why don't you buy three years worth up front? Well, I mean, they ordered the second season of Mandalorian before it even dropped. Right. So, I mean, they've, they've probably been working on it, and if not filming it, they've definitely gotten it all written, storyboarded, and everything along those lines. And the way Disney contracts and everything, I'm sure they're all contracted to play for at least five seasons or something like that, you know? Yeah. Um, definitely. But, like, uh, we talked before about how um, WandaVision's been moved up to this year as well. Yeah. Um... Did you did you see the commercial that aired during the Super Bowl? Have you seen that? I know you didn't watch the Super Bowl, but no, I haven't actually seen any Super Bowl ads except for the Groundhog's Day one. Um, so they they did like a Disney Plus commercial that had like a a bit of both um, Falcon and Winter Soldier and uh, WandaVision, and uh, it was interesting. Like Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, like I watched, I read something that like broke it down, and they had like his new, like Falcon suit with like a spot for the shield, yeah, on it. Um, and then like WandaVision seems to be taking place in like different time periods. Um, uh, it seems relative to like different TV shows. So they've got like an I Love Lucy kind of time period, and uh, um, like um. 
what's the like a Brady Bunch kind of thing and like yeah. um what what uh, what is it Family Ties? Yeah, like yeah, those yeah. kind of like you know like 60s, 70s, 80s kind of Yeah, I I think it all takes place in her psychosis or something. Yeah, like something that. like that. So, be, I mean that's interesting. That's an interesting, interesting. take on it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that that aired during the Super Bowl, and it was it was pretty cool. I uh, got yeah, me pretty excited of, for all that. Getting definitely a lot of buzz out there. I've I've heard a lot of people talking about picking up uh, Disney Plus now that weren't interested in picking it up when it dropped. Hmm. Okay. All right. Moving on. What do we got? All right. Uh, Vin Diesel has come out and said that he feels as though Final Fan or uh, I'm sorry, Fast and Furious. <laughs> uh. Uh, Fast and Furious 10 should be a two-parter. Okay. And I just think that's bullshit. The way he also phrased it was that fans deserve to be rewarded with two parts. Okay, he just wants more money. I mean, that's that's what breaking a final thing into two... Otherwise, you do... Okay, final... Fa- or Fast and... I don't want to keep saying that. It's because I wrote F and F. Yes. On the thing. So, Fast and Furious, if you wanted to, you would do it... Fast and Furious ten and Fast and Furious eleven. Right, right, right. They could do. They're probably going to do like ten and ten point five. I mean, they just want to end on ten. Like he thought that oh, ten is a great number, and he wants to be able to do ten. And right. it's now working out where it's like oh, we could squeeze the fans for a little bit more move, uh, more money if we leave it on a cliffhanger. Did you Did you see the trailer for nine? No, I am pumped. Really? Like they they bring back um the one guy that died in like three. Oh, Tokyo Drift. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes me question the timeline and things. Cause oh like, yeah, it's got a very floaty timeline. But like this is supposed to be like after all this stuff, so I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 a soap opera involving cars. That's all it is. Maybe. I I enjoy it though. Uh, so Disney execs and people at Lucas Arts, Lucas Films, Lucas Art. Anyway, uh, the people doing Star Wars, they have decided they're going to uh, focus on television and take a break from theatrical releases. So they're probably going to limit themselves to one coming out every two years, mm-hmm. instead of the plan of having at least two to three coming out every year in the yeah. Star Wars universe. They should. They should do that. Like, yeah, with Mandalorian doing so well and it also not costing that much, I think they'd be they're just stupid if they don't do that. Yeah, like, um, I mean, they need to. Did they? Did I hear they canceled the? Or or did they just? They don't have the. The writer or director for, um, the Obi Wan Kenobi. Uh, TV show? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't think it's canceled. I haven't heard canceled. Okay. Uh, I know it's like delayed or something. Or, or I know you and McGregor is is attached to it in some way. Yeah, but I I think it's delayed in some way. Uh, or just stopped for now. But um, and but they they really should do more. TV shows, I think, instead of there's there's probably more 
desire for TV shows than there are for Star Wars movies at the moment. I mean, you can you can tell so much more of a story in a television show, specifically a miniseries. I mean, I've harped this so many times. But seriously, yeah. just do eight episodes, make them the best eight hours ever, and people will love it. They will remember the good parts, and they'll much more easily forget the bad parts. Yeah, I guess that's true. If they have, if there's much more content, then it's easier to do that. I mean, if I don't know, if uh, the Last Jedi was stretched out to eight hours, right? I mean, we'd we'd look away from a lot of stuff, and also it would make a lot more sense than going off to another casino planet and everything you make have you have two episodes take place on that planet and then it's fine it's just fine right because two hours out of you know eight isn't bad six hours involving you know ray and jedi stuff and two hours on that planet excellent that's fine yeah oh wow i wish they would have spent more time on the casino planet are you that was probably my favorite part of that movie oh that's awful gino that is awful <laughs> you, your values are so wrong on this uh, uh, maybe I don't know I thought the rest of it was kind of boring it, no the casino planet it just meanders it literally goes away from the focus it has nothing to do with the last fucking Jedi I guess that's true and also it adds up to nothing it literally is pointless like their entire journey built up to nothing them being like well I guess we're fucked yeah I don't know, like the, it built up that relationship that that J.J. Abrams just ignored in the in the last movie. No, exactly. They cut out <laughs> the entire relationship from the last one, and it's because they did it the wrong way in this one. Like they could have built up that relationship just fine, but they didn't need to have that little side mission. I don't think. Maybe. Well, in other Disney news. Yeah, uh, so uh, Sam Raimi's uh, going to direct Doctor Strange 2, probably. Yeah, that's interesting. No, it's, it's been officially announced. Has it? Yeah. I thought it was... you had on like, here that, you know, in talks to, uh, okay. and like the next day I saw that it's been confirmed. Okay. Yeah, that, that'll be interesting. It will be interesting in the sense that I mean he is at least used to build uh, to dealing with you know big studios, and so the pushback from Disney is not going to be as bad for him. But directors, ne like big name directors, are never happy with dealing with Disney right now. Yeah, did you say they uh, they also got a new writer for it? They yeah they did. Um, trying to remember what else it was they that writer did. It was something else big for Disney. It might have been Mandalorian, maybe or no, it wasn't Mandalorian. It was something else. Yeah, I don't know, but they they they've got a a pedigree. Yeah, so I mean, I I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be fun. It's definitely an interesting take, and by them getting you know at least a campy horror director. You know, because Sam Raimi has the Evil Dead series and okay. Drag Me to Hell and all that. I, I, I think it's going to be... They're taking at least an interesting way with Doctor Strange 2. Oh, yeah. I forgot it was supposed to be some sort of horror movie. 
Yeah. Okay. So so we'll see. Sam Raimi, I think, is a good fit for that because he fits into the whole superhero genre. But also, he's a he's a decent horror director. So yeah, I think we'll get a nice. And he's also good with humor. He's good with camp. Okay. And so Doctor Strange needs a little bit of all of that. Yeah, it does. Uh, what else you got? All right. So 20th Century Studios, not 20th Century Fox, right? Uh, have has been scaled back by Disney to have just four movies per year. Okay. In comparison, last year they had eleven movies, which they scaled back because their studio is not doing well, and also they're in talks for a buyout with Disney. The year before that, they did 13, but to put it in comparison, in 2016, they had 17 movies that year, and in 2015, they had 20 movies. And they cut back to four? Four a year, yeah. So they're, they're, they're one-fifth of what they were in their prime. That's crazy. Um... And in, so, in some of these instances, it's them buying up movies that were already available and then distributing them. I guess that's true. But still, limiting down to four movies a year is pretty ridiculous for the scale that they had before. So, uh, is that does that apply this year? Like the movies that were supposed to come this year, did they cut back on those? Or because I'm I'm concerned for my Bob's Burgers movie. I think they canceled a lot of them. I know, like Bob's Burgers got moved around. I'm sure it's been shifted off to another year. Uh, it's scheduled to come out July 17th, 2020. Okay. So that's one of the four. Uh, yeah. Which is, I'm fine with that. <laughs> okay. Um, and probably the biggest news that we have is that you can now stop Netflix autoplay. Right. We we both got excited about this, and we're all like, "We're gonna put this in the app," and you beat me to it. I, I did, I did, I beat you by just a few hours. Like I saw it, and was all like, "Guess what, John?" And I was like, "I'm gonna put this in the dock," and then you're like, "Beat me to it." Yeah, I was like, "Oh, sucks to be you, man." I get to talk about this. You also beat me to the next one. I did, I did. Um, so, Knives Out is officially getting a sequel, and like. Uh, there's not a whole lot to to go on for that. They they've just said, "Oh yeah, we're going to do a sequel." Yeah, they have. <laughs> it's going to be the same director and it's going to be Daniel Craig. And beyond that, there's no details right. whatsoever. So it could take place before it could take there's a joke actually that is going to take place in space. What? Yeah, knives out in space. That's that's what they were going to go for with the sequel. Interesting. So it's it's possible also they could like take it to a very absurd level. But the thing is, Knives Out was such a good original concept. Like, I mean, it's not original completely in concept because you know the whole murder mystery, uh, sleuth detective kind of a thing uh, that's that's existed forever. But I mean, the fact that it wasn't based off of another IP is great. And so yeah. I'm all happy about this. I would I would love to see more of that. Me too. Um, yeah, it was good. What didn't we we both put that in like our our top for last year? 
Yeah, we both did. It was, it was I think, probably my favorite movie, really, of seeing last year. It was fun. Um, and the last bit of news, and I just I didn't get any specific information about this, but so some film reviewers got together, and they have discovered, that, or they're pretty certain that Danny Trejo has officially beat Christopher Lee for the most on-screen deaths. Okay. Any idea, like, number of how many? Christopher Lee, it was somewhere around, I think, like, 70-something. I'm okay. not sure. And so Danny Trejo is, I think, I think pushed past according to their numbers. And I think most of his most of his characters that he plays die at some point. Does he do a convincing job of dying? I don't feel like he does. Ah, uh, I mean, he doesn't always stay dead. I think in the Dusk Till Dawn he dies like two or three times. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, so that's it for the news. Um, let's see here. So uh, we're recording this before the Oscars, so we get to make our Oscars picks. And um, do we want to jump into that? Yeah, sure. All right, so uh, we'll start off with animated feature, and we'll work our way up a bit. Okay. We're not going to cover all the categories. We're yeah, just going to yeah. cover like a few of them. All right, so animated features, uh, what's up for those are Klaus, which is the Netflix original Christmas movie, mm-hmm. uh, The Missing Link, which is kind of a claymation thing, Toy Story 4, How to Train Your Dragons 3, and I Lost My Body. I have no idea what I Lost My Body is. I have no idea either. I was kind of hoping that you would. I'll give it a quick Google. Oh, it's a Netflix uh, movie. Uh, that's the way it looks. A French animated drama fantasy film. Uh, so, uh, I guess it was from the Cannes Film Festival and then picked up for distribution by Netflix. Okay, fair enough. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll give that a watch. Yeah. I, I, I think know. I'm actually going actually, to try and watch Klaus in with French, the kids. So maybe I won't uh, give that a watch. I, I, I suffer through French okay. Um, the only two that I've actually watched is Missing Link and How to Train Your Dragons. You haven't seen Toy Story 4? I haven't, no. Interesting. Okay. Um, I, I, I lean probably towards that winning, but... Yeah, I, I think it'll win. Uh, we should make a note of this so the ne- <laughs> next show we can... Hit what we were right about. Yeah, okay, so I'll make notes that we're both thinking Toy Story 4. I, yep. I, I can do this. Okay. All right. What do you got next? All right, best director. So Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Todd Phillips for Joker. Bong Joon-ho, I think that's how he pronounces it, for Parasite. Uh-huh. Martin Scorsese for The Irishman. And Sam Mendes for nineteen seventeen. Those are all pretty good. They all are. I I lean towards Quentin Tarantino. Really? Simply because there's nothing that Hollywood loves more than a story about itself. I guess that's true. Um, um I don't necessarily feel as though Joker had it. Uh I think Bong Jong Ho is going to win for uh best foreign film. Yeah. And possibly best independent film. Okay. Yeah, I don't um, think he'll win director either. 
I don't think he's going to win director. I don't. I don't uh, think the Irishman was good enough either. I didn't watch Irishman, and the thing is, is that a lot of people are knocking Netflix. So I don't. Nineteen Seventeen was really good, but then again, I don't know if it's quite Oscar worthy. So I, I lean towards Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Quentin Tarantino for best picture or best director. Okay. Uh, what was the second one that you listed? Todd Phillips for Joker. Oh yeah. Um man I I don't like any of them. <laughs> I mean 1917 had the whole fact that it's presented as a one shot. Yeah. Like it's it's quite one of those uh it's one of those films that like directors enjoy simply because it's like, "Oh, look how they hid that cut. Oh, it's so good they had to do that 27 times and you know, right. the seams are perfect and all this and that, you know?" Okay, I'll go with 1917 then. Okay, I talked you into it. Yep. Just so I can win. Yeah, sure. All right. Um, so for the next one, I I don't have really any idea. Uh, best supporting actress. Okay. Uh, Kathy Bates in Richard Jewell. Margot Robbie in Bombshell. Scarlett Johansson in Jojo Rabbit. For- Florence Pugh in Little Women. And Lorna Dern in Marriage Story. Who's Lorna I'm sorry, Dern? I said Lorna. It's Laura. Laura oh. Dern in Marriage Story. I'm trying to remember who that is in, in Marriage Story. That's... Oh. She's the lawyer. That's weird. Okay. Well, she's up for Best Supporting Actress. Yeah. That's... That's interesting. Um, Scarlett Johansson. Jojo Rabbit. See, I enjoyed Jojo Rabbit and I enjoyed Scarlett Johansson. I just don't think there was anything special about her performance. Okay. I, I don't um, think that... I don't think Bombshell's going to get anything. No, I don't think Bombshell's going to get anything. And Richard I don't, Jewell's going to get anything. I, I don't know. Kathy Bates. It's one of those things. Like I guess... And the thing is, the only one of these that I've seen has been Jojo Rabbit. So right. I have actually no idea for the actual performance of them. But I just don't think Scarlett Johansson had it. Okay. So who are you um, going to go so with? I'm going to go with Kathy Bates. Okay. It's one of those things where I think the industry just feels as though they owe her. Maybe. All right. So best actress. Charlize Theron in Bombshell. Renee Zellweger in Judy. Cynthia Ervo in Harriet. I think it's Ervo. E-R-I-V-O. Okay. Uh, Scarlett Johansson, Marriage Story. And Soares Rowan in Little Women. I think that's how it's pronounced. S-A-O-I-R-S-E. Okay. I I'm torn on this because I think biopics usually get a lot of buzz, and I think Renee Zellweger she already won like the Spirit Award or something like that. So, um, that name is pronounced Searsha. I'm sorry, Searsha. Yep. 
S A O R S A O I R S E. Yep. Searsha. 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 It's Irish. Okay. Searsha Rowan. Anyway, she's in Little Women. <laughs> yeah. Um, man, these are actually pretty good. Like, Sarah really enjoyed Little Women. Uh, I mean, Charlize Theron is a really good actress. I heard Scarlett Johansson. I think we're going to plan on watch uh, Marriage Story maybe tomorrow or something. Um, and, of course, you know, Harriet Tubman, the story of Harriet Tubman. I, I, I heard right. nothing but good things about that movie. Right. But then again, Judy is about, you know, Judy Garland, and she had so much industry buzz, and apparently Renee Zellweger's portrayal of her is pretty good. So I'm torn between Renee Zellweger and Cynthia Erivo. Yeah, I think I think you're probably right. But I'm going to go with Saoirse yeah. Ronan. You're going to go with that? Yep. All right, Little Women? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm i going to go with Cynthia Erivo. Yeah, you're probably right. I'm, I'm not sure on that. It could be Judy. I don't know. But I don't feel as though Bombshell or Marriage Story is going to win at all. Yeah, I don't, I don't either. I don't know. All right. I, I, uh, Marriage that's... Story was a good movie. Like the 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 acting was good, but I don't I don't know that it is that good. Fair fair enough. All right. So best supporting actor: Anthony Hopkins in Two Popes. Okay. Brad Pitt, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay. Joe Pesci, Irishman. Al Pacino, The Irishman. And Tom Hanks, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Okay. Like I think supporting? Tom Hanks is going to win it. Okay. And my reasoning is, I don't think... I think Once Upon a Hot Time in Hollywood, it's going to get Best Director and possibly Best Film. Okay. Um, I haven't seen Two Popes, but I just I just don't know. I don't think Irishman is going to win. I think Joe Pesci is going to win. You think Joe, You think the industry feels though they owe, the, owe Joe Pesci? I, I haven't seen The Irishman, but I've heard that Joe Pesci is like really good a reason to watch it yeah i'm gonna give it to tom hanks i think mr rogers and all that i think it's gonna hit people right in the fills the people who are maybe voting for these things so i'm going for that all right we're ready for best actor yep all right uh jonathan pierce for two popes okay adam driver marriage story antonio banderas pain and glory Joaquin Phoenix, Joker, and Leonardo DiCaprio, Once Upon a Time, in Hollywood. Those are, I think, I think those are close. Uh, yeah, they're all really good performances. Like, I don't think Joker is worth it for like the best picture. No, but the, I think Joaquin Phoenix's portrayal yeah. might, might pull it through. Uh huh. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio did a really good job in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I just don't think that it was good enough to nudge him up to um, the best actor. Um, Pain and Glory, I actually have never heard of that. It's um, 
I, I think it's, it's a, a foreign, foreign film, film, isn't it? I believe so. Um, Adam Driver, you know, with Marriage Story. I mean, they snubbed him as Kylo Ren, so he might as well get it here. <laughs> but I think I'm going to go with Joker. I'm going to go with Adam Driver. You're going to go with Adam Driver? Yep. Okay. But not Scarlett Johansson? No. Okay. Not for Marriage Story. All right. We ready for Best Picture? Uh, yeah. All right. Best Picture, 1917, Ford vs. Ferrari, Joker, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Parasite, The Irishman, Little Women, Jojo Rabbit, and Marriage Story. I think this is a tough one. I think there's at least three yeah, really good contenders. There are. Um, I really enjoyed 1917, Ford vs. Ferrari. I really enjoyed Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I've heard nothing but good things about Parasite, but I think it's already going to win Best, best Foreign, foreign film. film and Best Independent Film. Right. Um, Jojo Rabbit was excellent. I've heard nothing but good things about Marriage Story. Little Women seems to be enjoyed across the board. Like it's it's tough. There's a lot of great pictures for Best Picture. I just realized that. Um, remember how I was saying that like, AMC was having their uh, like um, marathon of the Best Picture nominees. Yeah. I just realized none of the uh, the Netflix movies were in that. Well, they wouldn't be. I, I AMC refuses to play Netflix movies. Yeah, they they're they're adamantly against their entire model. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I want I want to see. I want to see one of. The, I want to see Netflix win something. Um, so you're gonna go with Marriage Story or Irishman? I'm gonna go with Marriage Story. All right. I'm going to go with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. I, I don't think Ford versus Ferrari quite had it. I, I don't I, I don't think, like, from the trailers, I haven't seen the movie, so. But from the trailers, it was good. I don't I'm think not, it. I'm not a big car guy, but I really enjoyed that movie. Okay. Um, 1917 was really good. I just don't know if the best picture good. Same thing for Joker. It was enjoyable. Well, I mean, enjoyable as a way to say it. <laughs> Um, but once upon a time in Hollywood, seriously, like Hollywood loves stories about filmmaking in Hollywood. And I think it's got it. I think Quentin Tarantino is going to get best director and best picture. Hmm. Okay. All right. So we'll, we'll see. As soon as we find out what these things are in two weeks, you all will know. We'll find out in, you'll, you'll find out in two weeks, but we'll know in like, we'll know, we'll know like two days. Monday yeah. Um, all right, so let's move on to some new releases. I feel like we've got a lot of content this episode. Um, so new releases, uh, Netflix has another, uh, choose your own adventure sort of thing. Captain Underpants' epic choice o I think my kids would probably like this a lot. Yeah, probably. Um, they honestly enjoyed the, the Puss in Boots one. They watched it a lot, and eventually Zizi went through and watched like all of the options. Yeah, and I can see her doing that with, that with Captain Underpants. Yeah, 
Do they they like Captain Underpants normally? No, I don't think they've seen or are really aware of its content, but... Okay. I think Netflix is going to advertise the crap out of it. Yeah, that's probably true. Uh, let's see here. There's also the expanding universe of Ashley Garcia, um, which is a show that comes out on like a Monday. So, uh, and it's a, it's like a teenage girl kind of show. Okay. Um, it's about a girl who like went to college at like nine and got like youngest girl to get a PhD or something like that. Okay. And uh, missed growing up and, like, reconnects with, like, some, like, a friend from younger days and and is, like, experiencing her life as a teenager. Uh, For, like, the first she, time. Yeah. And so it's, like, I don't know, dating and trying to yeah. get her first kiss and things. What was that Aubrey Plaza movie? Uh... Like no the idea. list? Oh, um, yeah, that sounds right. Is that, is that about it? You know where she's she's missed out on all these sexual mm-hmm. adventures. I mean, it's 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 nowhere near like that, but but it is, I, I guess it's the same idea. <laughs> it's not not I, like the expanding asshole of Ashley Garcia. <laughs> you don't know, Gito. You don't know. <laughs> Um, I mean, it sounds a little too angsty, but I mean, sounds yeah. like, it's an it's interesting not, concept. It's not angsty, but it's it's like Disney Channel kind of show. Fair enough, yeah. Um, let's see here. There's a show that is, uh, it's, it's called Gentified. Okay. And, um, and I was like, no, the word is gentrified, but no, it is. The show is called I seriously thought this was a typo. It's like, I gotta nope. see how he pronounces this. Um, but it's about, uh, like a family, uh, Spanish speaking. So like the, the show has like Spanish speaking and, and, and like English speaking and, um, the Spanish is subtitled, but, but it's like half the show is in Spanish. Um, okay. but it's not, it's not labeled as like foreign. It's, it's, I don't know, but it's like a story of a family who has like a, um, like their own restaurant and they're trying to survive the, the rent going up. Yeah. The gentrification. Yep. Fair enough. It says it's a dramedy. So, right. Um, let's see here. There's also an animated series called Glitch Techs. Okay. Uh, which I watched the trailer for it, and it actually seems kind of cool. Uh, it's, um, like, video game, uh, like, monsters have escaped and are, like, um, like, terrorizing the Earth. Yeah, it, it kind of sounds like uh, like they're trying to redo that uh, the idea of like uh, Adam Sandler's and Pixels. Maybe, but it's it's more Men in Blacky in that like they they've got a team that they they take down the monster of the week and and then they they uh, they they neuralize them they they wipe their memories like the memories of anybody that sees them. Okay. So it's like we've talked about how Men in Black should be a TV show, and uh, this is. Uh, this is the closest 
to that. I mean, that I... Men in Black was a TV show. It was an animated TV show for was like it? three seasons. Okay. But I think it would also make a good live action yeah, yeah. animated series too, or a live action series. Um, but yeah, this this sounds like a similar concept. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I'd tune in for this. Yeah, it's it's kind of um, Cartoon Networky, but it it seems interesting. Yeah, the art style looks okay. Uh, let's see here. Moving on. Uh, Amazon has the Hunters show, show Hunters, okay, uh, which is about um, Nazi hunters. Oh yeah. Let's see here. It's got Al Pacino. Um. See here. It tells the story of a group of Nazi hunters in late 1970s New York City who undercover a conspiracy, uh, uncover a conspiracy to create a Fourth Reich in America. Yeah. Um, it looks intense. I probably won't watch it, but yeah, I'll probably pass. But I, I think it's. But is I it think directed it's directed, or is it produced by Jordan Peele? Uh, yes, produced by Jordan okay. Peele. Yeah, I knew that he was attached to it in some way. I mean, he's he's a good director and everything. He's got a good vision for, you know, social commentary and everything. So it'll probably be good. I just, I don't necessarily know. I'm, I'd tune in for it. Right. But it seems really good. It seems like a cool concept. Yeah. Um, let's see here. That's, that's really the only thing on Amazon coming out over the next couple weeks. Uh, Hulu has a show called High Fidelity, which if you remember the movie, this is basically the same thing as a TV show, Gender Swapped. Oh, really? Okay. Because it was John Cusack, right? Right. And this is, uh, uh, Zoe Kravitz. Joan? Joan Cusack? No. No? Oh. It should be. No, it should it's, be. It's uh, uh, a little more edgy, I think. Um, and it's uh, like a 10 episode series instead of a movie. Okay. Um, I mean, the movie's officially 20 years old, so I'm. Right. I'm not too surprised they're doing this. Makes me want to watch the movie. I may check that out. I don't know how well it's aged. Yeah. I guess that's true. I think it lives better in my mind. And also, I think it was one of the first roles of Jack Black, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. It makes me want to watch that again. And and then I'm all like, Jack Black, I want to watch, uh, what is it, Be Kind Rewind? Uh, yeah, I can't stand that movie. <laughs> okay. Because there's actually nothing wrong with what they're doing. The only thing they did wrong is they put them on the original tapes. Yeah. I mean, you can make a parody remake of anything. <laughs> fine. If they would just get on YouTube, it would have been fine. <laughs> All right. Um, who also has a show called Utopia Falls, uh, which is... Um, let's see here. Let me, let me find that description here. 
It says, if you stream only one culturally diverse teen sci-fi musical drama series today, what's going to be this one? Because we can't think of any others. Okay. So, um, it's about like a utopian society where, um, like people are performing, uh, like dance sort of things to, to like, um, honor like the history of the, of the utopian society. And then like some of them get invited out into the woods and they find like this, um, like time capsule sort of shelter sort of thing that has like all this music from like the nineties. And like, it's like they learn what hip hop is and what hip hop dancing is. And, and they, they want to incorporate that into, and then they, of course, like, I don't know, the utopia people are all like, no, you can't do that. And yeah, it it's, so wait, is this, is this future, uh, future, uh, footloose? Footloose. <laughs> Future Footloose. Future Footloose. Fantastic. But, uh, yeah, it looks kind of interesting. Uh, this is, is this a show or is this a movie? Uh, it's a show. It's ten episodes. Okay. I, I'd probably check out an episode just to see. Yeah. How Future Footloose plays out. <laughs> um. So that's Hulu. Uh, Apple TV Plus has a miniseries called Visible Out on Television. Uh, it's about um, uh, gay and, um, let's see here, like non-binary. And that's the things they mentioned in the in the trailer. Okay. Like uh, becoming like characters on TV and, and like the, this uh, incorporating into entertainment. Okay. Uh, like it talks a lot about like Ellen DeGeneres, yeah, uh, coming out on her show and stuff like that. And yeah, um, and that's a mini series on Apple TV Plus. Uh, Disney Plus has. Uh, I, I thought I, normally I only talk about new things, but I, I thought I'd mention that Star Wars: The Clone Wars season seven is coming out. Um, Honestly, the, the animated series is way better than the movie. Right, and uh, this is the the last season they're going to do with that. So I I don't know how season six like ended. Like, how much of that have you watched? Uh, I've watched like the first two or three seasons. Okay, I'm, I'm I'm not far into it at all. I've just I've enjoyed it more, and I mean it's okay. it's definitely better. It just it does meander a little bit. I don't know if it didn't have an ending and they're giving it an ending, or if they're doing more just to do more. The, Probably yeah, just they, to do more. They're just they're just padding out people who are impatient and want to have something while they wait for Mandalorian season two. Yeah, maybe. Uh, let's see here. Traditional TV. ABC has a show called For Life, uh, which is uh, produced by Fifty Cent. Fifty okay. Cent. And um, it's about a guy who was wrongfully imprisoned and becomes a lawyer to get himself out of it. Okay. Um, and then like is in the, the courtroom that he was convicted in, like, like helping other people. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, it's based on a true story. Yeah. Yeah. I think I heard about this guy. 
Uh, let's see here. The El Camino Breaking Bad movie is going to be playing on AMC. So that's, yep. I think that's going the opposite doing direction. I marathon leading up to it. Okay. Uh, yeah. So uh, that's. I just thought that was interesting. I put it in there. Yeah. It's, it's good that they're airing it there. Uh, let's see here. Duncanville uh, is a show on Fox. It's um, like a mid-season replacement for... Uh, Bless the Hearts, uh, which Bless the Hearts was an animated series. Uh, Duncanville's an animated series. Uh, It's from the same people who animate uh, Bob's Burgers, and it's uh, Amy Poehler. Okay. Um, It looks all right. Yeah. Uh, Let's see here. NBC has uh, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. I'm interested in this. I watched the first episode. We'll talk about it later. Okay. But uh, I don't know if this is the repeat of the first episode or the second episode on, like, the 16th. Uh, it's playing on a Sunday, and then they're, they may do the first episode on a Sunday and then the second episode when it, on its normal time slot on, like, Monday or something like that. Okay. Um. But, yeah, it's... Spoilers, it's pretty good. Okay. And then uh, there's a, I believe it's a BBC show uh, called Year of the Rabbit that's airing on IFC. I watched the trailer for it and I thought it was interesting, so I thought I'd mention it. Um, It's a, uh, let's see here. The guy from, um, uh, what is it? Uh, The IT crowd. Okay. Uh, that played like the boss in the later seasons. Yeah, I and don't know. Uh, he's also from What We Do in the Shadows. Yes, yeah, still don't know. Yeah, um, but he plays a police detective in Victorian area London. Okay, fair enough. And it, it's it's a comedy. It's it's it looks pretty funny. Um, okay. so I thought I'd mention that. Uh, I think the next year of the Rabbit will be what, like. 2023 because okay. we're in the year of the dragon right now are we i think so yeah okay i don't know i'm not i'm not great because last year i think was the year of the pig uh i thought the rat I'm... was either last year or this year i can't remember i don't it was know 2020 year of the the rat this is the year of the rat. This is the year of the rat? Yep. Okay, fair enough. Anyway. Yeah, moving moving on from Chinese <laughs> Zodiac. Right. Uh, so that's that's your uh, your, your like streaming TV. Um, and then traditional TV. Uh, so streaming movies. Uh, Netflix has a sequel of uh, To All the Boys... Um, I loved. I think is what it's called. I love. I think it was to all the boys. I love you. Okay. Um, and that was the one that like she had written love letters to a bunch of people and like just had them and and then some like her sister out. like like sent them out to the people. Uh, this okay. is the sequel to that. It's uh, to all the boys. P.S. I still love you. And uh, in this one, she's got a boyfriend, but, like, one of the guys that got the letters 
like shows up and is interested in her, and she's got to like make a decision. Okay. That um, sounds cute. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. There's an anime movie, uh, Dragon Quest: Your Story. Um, okay. And it's the animation is like a 3D anime kind of thing, animation. Yeah, I, that's usually a mixed bag for me. I'm, yeah, I have to I, really enjoy. I prefer the, like the story. like the 2D anime kind of look. Um, let's see here. There's also a Shaun of the Sheep. Shaun, I, I want to say Shaun of the Sheep, but it's it's Shaun the Sheep movie, uh, Farmageddon. Uh, okay, yeah, I actually yeah. saw like a trailer for this, and I don't know. It's it's a Shaun the Sheep movie. Uh, these are all on Netflix. Uh, and then there's also uh, the last thing he wanted, which um, has Anne Hathaway and uh, Ben Affleck. And um, uh, Willem Dafoe. Oh, that's quite the cast. And uh, let's see here. It is about a political journalist in 1984 who um, gets pulled in on this story about like uh, running um, munitions and... Uh, it turns out, like, her dad is involved in it. Okay. And, like, I don't know, she gets sucked into it. This has, like, a, a Metacritic rating of, like, 37. Oh, so it's not so, very good. Yeah. I don't I don't think it's going to be very good. Yeah. Um, I probably won't watch it. Well, if, if you do end up watching it, I bet you, because it takes place in the 1980s, there's going to be a plot point that could completely be solved by the use of a cell phone. Yeah, probably. All right, let's get into theatrical releases. Okay. Uh, on the 14th, we've got Sonic the Hedgehog, of course. Hedge- uh, I said Hedgehog, weird there. Sonic the Hedgehog. Did, yeah. Um, and uh, for a while there, I didn't think there was anything else. And then I was looking around, and there's a bunch of stuff, actually. Yeah. Uh, there's the photograph, um, which I'm trying to remember what that's about. Um, uh, it's about I, a photographer, I think. It's like a, is it like a murder mystery? Uh, let's see here. It's a drama slash romance. Oh, uh, so I'm a, yeah, no, it's like a, a couple, um... When famed photographer Christina Ernst dies unexpectedly, she leaves her estranged daughter angry and full of questions. Then she finds a photograph tucked away in a safe deposit box and finds herself delving into her mother's early life. And then, like, it's... I think it's, uh, like, you see the early life of her, like, getting into a relationship, and it's it's romance from there. Okay. Um, I mean, it looks like a Valentine's Day movie, I guess. Yeah, fair enough, yeah. Uh, let's see, there's also Fantasy Island. Yeah, um, which is a horror. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's also a Valentine's Day movie in the sense that that's what you take your date to see, that way. Right. They're, they're clutching to you. But, um, 
I don't know, like the original source of things, like the the TV show and whatever. I, I, that wasn't like a horror show, was it? I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's like, be careful what you wish for, right? Thing. But yeah, but they they never. I think I think that was more like a like um like a Twilight Zone sort of like you know like, yeah um that kind of thing instead of like this looks like actual horror. Kind of. It remind, the trailer reminded me a little bit of us in the sense it's like copies of you. Okay. So um, I, I really don't know. It doesn't seem like my kind of thing. It is I, from I the the same producers of it said of Get Out and Halloween. Okay. So yeah. Um and uh there's also a movie called Downhill, which has uh Will Farrell and uh Julia Louis Dreyfus. I think. Okay. Um, and it looks like it's like an awkward kind of comedy about a couple that doesn't get along, a family that okay. doesn't get along. So it's all downhill from here? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it seems like also a bit of a date movie. Yeah. If you Sonic the Hedgehog, like it's a date movie for you to take your daughter to, you know? Yeah. Uh, on the 21st, we've got uh, Call of the Wild. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about this. I don't think it's going to do as well as what they're hoping. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's obviously a dog movie. Like, people are very much... Like, dog people are the most likely to go see that. I guess. But I don't see people who, like, enjoy the book as to being enjoying this. No? I, I just... I don't know. I mean, who's who's interested in the Iditarod and all of that and... I mean, in the anti-vax world, why would you watch a movie about a dog that saves an entire town with vaccines? <laughs> no, I didn't. That's not what Call of the Wild's about, is it? I think it is. Is it not? No, I thought it was, um, like a, uh, like a dog that, like, has to deal with surviving in the, the wilderness, instead of, you know, being, that starts off as like a domesticated dog and. Then has to survive in the wilderness. Um, could be wrong. I'm yeah, going I've, by I've, the Bob's Burgers episode where, where uh, Tina has to like pretend she read the book for a book uh, report, and all she does is like freak out. Okay, see, I read this and I read White Fang within about the same right? period of time. And one of them is about the Iditarod. I'm not sure which. Okay. But I ended up reading like two dog movies or two dog books. So I, I actually have I have no idea. So I guess I mean I'm probably not going to go see this. But you know, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I thought it was here. about the Iditarod. Buck is a big-hearted dog whose blissful domestic life gets turned upside down when he's suddenly uprooted from his California home and transplanted to the exotic wild of the Alaskan Yukon in the 1890s. As the newest rookie on a mail delivery dog sled team, Buck experiences the adventure of a lifetime. Yeah, mail delivery, and so he does the Iditarod, like he uh, runs the vaccine. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. I think that's it. Okay. Anyway, let's move on to more horror movies. Okay, yeah. Brahms, The Boy 2. 
Yeah, this is creepy as fuck. I've seen a lot of trailers <laughs> for this, and I'm not interested in this at all. <laughs> yeah. I watched like half the trailer and was like, nope, this is going to give me nightmares just watching the trailer. Now, does this have to do with like The Conjuring or anything? Is this something along those lines? Um, I don't like, know. Is this Annabelle's boyfriend or something? Let's see. Well, this is the first one. Was The Boy. And um, let's see here. I I don't know. I mean, it's it's all child's play, creepy doll stuff. And yeah, it is. I, I, it's a hard pass for me. We have a creepy doll here in this house, and I have it on the tallest shelf in the entire house. <laughs> that way, if it does try to jump down and kill me, it's probably going to shatter. Why do you have a creepy doll? It's Sarah's. It's like an antique. It's like one of those porcelain dolls. It's okay. creepy as fuck. <laughs> Fair enough. Like, I see this movie and I see my own death. So it's, it's a hard pass for me. Okay. Uh, let's see here. There's a movie version of Impractical Jokers coming as well. Yeah. I, I'm completely... I mean, I'm aware that Impractical Jokers is like a thing where they prank each other. Uh, yeah, I think so. But other than that, I have no idea. I don't know how the hell that works <laughs> as a movie. Well, good for them. But, yeah. Uh, and that's it for theater movies. Okay. Uh, want to get in what we're watching? Yep, let's do that. What you've been watching? You've been watching a lot more than me. I have. Um, I'm up to date on Picard. Uh, okay. It's it's pretty good. Uh, it's it's pretty actionful. So if you're okay. like if you're if you want like your standard next generation. Kind of thing. That's not what you're getting here. Um, but it's it's pretty good. Yeah, I've been on the fence of whether or not to check it out, so I, I just don't know. Um, let's see here. I've been watching The Mass Singer season three. Um, Is this one good? I know there's a banana. Uh, I haven't. They haven't gotten to the banana yet. They're doing. Uh, there's 18 of them this season. Wow. Which is a lot. And they're yeah, isn't doing that a it, lot? Um like they're breaking it down to like three from three different um groups and then from there they'll they'll do like they have done before and get down to one or whatever. But uh so far there's been um let's see here. Lil Wayne who was okay. it, I think? And I can't remember. And then um uh who was who was the llama? Oh, Drew Carey. Oh. And like Fair enough. he takes off his llama helmet and um he uh he didn't have his glasses on, so like Beck and I are both like, Who is that? And then he like pulls out his glasses and I'm like, Oh, it's Drew Carey. You know, he actually doesn't need glasses. He had, he got LASIK years ago. Really? <laughs> and so the, I don't think there's any lenses in those frames. It's 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 strictly to have to do with his image. That's funny. It is. Um, but the mass singer's good, and 
and uh, that airs on Wednesdays. And then this past Wednesday, like right afterwards, we went ahead and watched it. Uh, was the first episode of Lego Masters? Oh, and how's that? It was interesting. Like uh, the first episode, they they have like a a like landscape sort of thing of a like theme park, and they've got like a monorail that goes like through like eight little areas. And then the teams break up and get an area, and they build their own little theme park to go around the monorail. And then they push it all back together and hook the monorail up, and it rides around between everybody's oh. thing. And um, everybody had to have something that moves um, in their uh, in their theme park area. And there was this one that I thought was going to win because it was really cool because they like. Uh, it was a roller coaster where it would, um, like a roller coaster car would come into it and then it would go up and, uh, and then it would, would drop it out and the, the roller coaster car would go back around and, and then get picked back up again. And so it would run itself. Okay. Um, and then, uh, I don't know if something happened during them like moving it or something, but by the time they, they went to run it officially, uh, it didn't work. Oh, that's rough. Yeah. Uh, but like, uh, there was like a big, like Ferris wheel that moved and like, I don't know. They had a bunch of things. It was pretty cool. cool. I'd have to kind of check that out. I think with my kids, I think they'd like that. Yeah. Um, and it's hosted by Will Arnett, who's, you know, Lego Batman. Yes. That's fitting. Yep. Um, what have you watched? Uh, we finished a few things. Like we finished Crazy Ex Girlfriend. Okay. And we enjoyed that a lot. Um, last season was kind of weird. It became very meta. Okay. And it broke the fourth wall a few times, but it's good. Like Crazy Ex Girlfriend is just enjoyable. If you like musicals, Crazy Ex Girlfriend's definitely worth it. Okay. Um, yeah. So along the same lines, I think you should watch the first episode of uh, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Well, uh, the the guy from Pitch Perfect was in the last season of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, too. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. Like, yeah, we... it's, it's kind of funny because he replaced an actor that was in the first season. And so it's like when he comes back, they're all like, oh, Josh looks so different. It's like he's a whole new guy. Huh. Or not Josh, Greg. Greg looks like a whole new guy. That's funny. Um... But yeah, uh, so Zoe's extraordinary playlist is—I um, don't know—it's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's funny, but it, it hits some serious points. Okay. Um, like, like, do you know anything about it? I know that she's in an MRI and it goes all weird and everything. I figure she has a tumor. Maybe. Because it—it strikes me a lot like uh, what was that Eli Stone? Was that it? Yeah. Where, like, what it is is she's she's hearing people's inner thoughts in songs. Okay. And, um, like, her her dad has, like, some sort of, um, like, neurological disease that is, like, making it so, like, he can't move or, like, he can't, like, feed himself and he can't talk and he can't. And because he can't she- talk, and then she, like, ends up seeing his thoughts okay but uh, yeah spoilers 
But like, no, like the, you should watch this because it's it's really good. Yeah, like, I, I, I think, think Sarah would like it a lot. Um, I watched more of the uh the Bofurry. I don't want to get hurt, so I'll put all my f- points in defense. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I really been meaning to check that out. I keep forgetting about it though. Um. Like, there's only, like, three episodes so far that are in English. Um, but it's 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 pretty funny and pretty good. Uh, like, the, the second episode is a battle royale. And, um, and she doesn't want to, like, fight people. But they all come at her and, and she just can't get hurt. So. Okay. But, uh. Um, I'll have to check out at least the first episode of that. I, yeah. I think I'll probably do that after we do this podcast. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, uh, go I ahead. Finished, I finished The Good Place. Yeah. Uh, without... Because I, I still intend to watch that. Like, How did it end? Is it good? It's good. It ends in a very fulfilling manner. Okay. Because where are you at? Oh, like an episode or two into this last season. Okay, yeah, yeah. It it comes to a very nice conclusion. Okay. Like it 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 all gets kind of wrapped up and okay. You, you feel you feel happy for them all. Like it's it's a the final episode is an hour long though. Yeah, I heard that. And we were kind of surprised by that, but it it's good. It wraps everything up nicely and it's very final. Okay. I like I like that they're doing that. Like that it Yeah. It, it, it comes to a nice final completing arc. Okay. Um, so, uh, we mentioned this show last um, last episode. It was a Apple TV Plus show, uh, Mystic Quest, uh, Raven's Banquet. Oh, yeah, yeah. How and was I, that? I watched the first episode of it, and this is the show that's... Uh, it's like Silicon Valley for... Uh, game designers. Okay. And um, it's from the people who did Always Sunny. Yeah. Uh, it is. It is pretty funny. Um, and uh, I don't know. It's like the characters are pretty good. Like Becca didn't like it as well, but yeah. but I I enjoyed but it. Silicon Valley was too cringe for me. Uh, yeah. This isn't like that. Okay. I, don't think. I might I might check it out then. Because I don't, I don't necessarily like cringe comedy. Um, yeah, like I, I don't think, I don't think that's Apple TV's style. Yeah, it's it's more of like an HBO Showtime thing, right? Um, but yeah, so I watched that and it was pretty good. Like I wanted to watch more, but like Becca wasn't too hot on it, so we've been watching other things. Um, let's see here. What else have you watched? Uh, I watched the first episode of Watchmen, and I really enjoyed it. Did you? Okay. I did. Uh, the thing is, I'm torn now because I enjoyed it. I was hoping I wouldn't. That way I can just drop it because they're they're not picking it back up anymore. Yeah. And so I feel as though it's not going to have a like a nice conclusion. I don't know. I was talking to somebody about that, and they were saying that like really it was only designed to be one season. Okay, then I might actually continue with it then. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was, I was I was watching it and I was like, uh, I was really really hoping 
that it was going to be bad or it just didn't click for me. But I, I enjoyed it enough where it's like, oh, now I'm torn. Do I want to <laughs> maybe waste a few hours or do I want to slog through? I just, so, so yeah, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot because it, it takes place after the movie mm-hmm. or the events of the comic book or whatever. Okay. And it's it's interesting. It's uh, it's got a it's got a nice mix of stuff. Okay. Um, I Becca went out and did things, and I had to find stuff to watch on my own. So I watched uh, some more Infinity Train. Yeah, how you like that? Uh, I finished the first season. It was pretty good. I started the first episode of the second season. I watched that. Um. It seems to be following uh, Mir Tulip for the second season. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I've not seen any of the second season yet, but uh, but I was wondering how they would bring it back. Yeah. So, okay, that's that's good to know. Um, but I enjoyed Infinity Train. I thought that it was really good. Um, I, I think it's a nice, heartfelt, introspective story. Yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty good. Um, I don't know. Like, I really like the 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 characters in that. And the have you have you watched any of the like the extra like documentary style? Um, no, I, I haven't watched any accompanying features. I don't know if I told you about this one. Uh. But like I watched that, uh, the second episode of it takes place in the the beach world with okay. the 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 water guy, uh, Randall. And, and, yeah, and like the pyramid scheme or whatever. Yeah. The um the donut holer. The donut holer. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, in the in the little documentary thing, it's like a two minute episode or something like that. Or, but he's um. He plays, he's doing uh, tech support for the donut holder. Okay. And he, it's it's funny because he's all like, uh, he's like, are you, he's like, don't take this the wrong way, but how strong are you? And he's like, oh, <laughs> that's pretty strong. And he's like, and he's like, I don't, it's like, uh, let me pass you on up to my supervisor. And he splits into a second yeah, two, one. Two. Yeah. And like, uh, moves the headset from the first one to the second one, and is all like, "Hi, I'm Randall." And he's like, let, first, let me ask you, how strong are you?" Oh, that's pretty strong." <laughs> <laughs> and like, um, it ends up he's like, he's like, "Okay, so what are you trying to make a donut out of?" He's like, "A tire? Well, that's already a donut." And it's like, oh, people kind of make that mistake all the time. And it's like, please hold for a survey about the the support I've provided you today. And he passes the headset back to the other guy. And he's like, how's he do? How do you do? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's pretty good. I really enjoy the characters in uh, in Infinity Train. I think it's a very nice character development. Yeah. And- I don't know the little the little snippets of stories. It makes me feel as though like each one of them has their own book, you know. Yep, it's pretty good. Uh, and then finally, uh, Beck and I have been watching Fleabag. 
Are y'all enjoying it? Uh, yes. Um, it makes me feel dirty. It's supposed to. <laughs> yeah. We've, yeah, where are you at? We've only watched like two episodes. Oh, it's going to get, you're going to feel a lot more dirty as it goes on. <laughs> yeah, like, this is not something I would watch with like family. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it, it was, it was hard enough for me and Sarah to watch it together, so. <laughs> Yeah, but we enjoyed it a whole lot. Yeah, it's, it's been pretty good. It's it's really really well done, and the second season is actually phenomenal. Okay. Um, so, you yeah, know, pace yourself on that one because it's all we get. Right, like it, it's taken us two days to watch two episodes. So like, yeah, that's that's I'm, fair I'm enough. Like, space it out as much as you can. Like, don't binge it. Like I, I want to though. No, I know. Me too. Me too. But it's it's better if you if you give it little tiny bites. That right. way you can truly digest all of it. Uh, let's see. I, that's all I've watched on television. I watched a couple of movies. Okay. Uh, Sarah and I just rewatched uh, Thor: Dark World, and it's it's definitely my least favorite of all the MCU. I think it's the worst overall. Worse than or than um, the Hulk one. Oh yeah, definitely. Really? Yeah. Okay. Like with Ed Norton? Yeah. Yeah, the Ed Norton one, it had a few issues and everything. Um but it's the same issues that like all the early MCU have. This is mid MCU and it's just got bad pacing. The third act is just awful. It's really hard to follow. Like characters die for really no reason. Okay. Other than the fact of the plot demands it, it's just it's not good. It's just really not good. Like Thor, Rag, like I would st- I would go from Thor to Thor Ragnarok and just forget that Dark yeah. World exists. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, <laughs> another thing I was watching is uh, I watched Uncut Gems. And okay. Like I've heard a lot of things of like, oh, Adam Sandler got snubbed by the Oscars. I mean, it was. It's a decent movie. It makes you feel weird, but I okay. don't think Adam Sandler's performance was Oscar worthy. Okay. Like he essentially is playing a guy who yells at a lot of people, but instead of yelling things that are kind of humorous, he's yelling just obscenities at people to try and get them to do what he wants them to do. Okay. I assume that's like, how Adam Sandler is in real life. Yeah, yeah, it's possible. <laughs> I mean, that explains the Netflix deal. I mean, it's a good movie. Uncut Gems, I think, is a good movie, and it's full of really good actors okay. uh, doing the rest. And I've always actually thought that Adam Sandler is a better actor than what he's allowed himself to be. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's just it also it's weird. Uh, like afterwards, because I watched it, and then I had like a dream that kind of involved myself with it, so it stuck with me quite a bit and it actually makes me more interested in the the the, i don't know is it sadie brothers fady i don't know how to pronounce their name but anyway it makes me more interested in their other movies so i might actually check out like their other stuff that they've done okay um what about what about you what else you watching so Earlier today, I tried to watch the. I was I was really excited for this. The first I thought it was a series, uh, but no, it's a movie on Disney Plus. 
Timothy failure, mistakes were made. Okay. Um, and I was excited for this. This is the one where the, the kid has like a detective agency. And, and he's got like a bear? And he's got a polar bear, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, and, and we got like 30 minutes into this hour and a half movie and we're like, this is boring. And we turned it off. <laughs> okay. So according but to like Netflix standards, I've, I've watched it. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been a better television series. Like if you did okay. like, like six 30 minute episodes instead of like one hour and a half long movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was boring. Um, the thing is, with the Disney original stuff, uh, the live-action movies, it really strikes me as, like, what used to be direct-to-video. Right. Yeah. Probably. Like, it's not necessarily top-notch. Like, it's not always bottom-of-the-barrel stuff, but it's it's stuff that obviously doesn't need to be released in a theatrical way. Right. And when you were describing Timothy Failure to me, like, as a television series, it's like, I, that sounds all right. Like, I don't think it's going to be that good. Like, but... It, I mean, it's, now that it I know this is a movie, right? Like, it was like, kind of like amusing from time to time. Like there, there's the whole bit about his last name being failure, and like, uh, like the um, the detective agency is like Failure Inc., and the the polar bear's name is Total, and like so they okay. become like partners in the detective agency. So it's it's Total Failure Inc. Uh huh. And I don't know, like. There were there were some good little like punny sort of bits, but, but yeah, but it's just not worth in all. It's it was, not worth it watching was, the whole thing. It was for pretty the pun. slow, um, and it was just kind of boring. Okay, I, I'll try to steer my girls away from that. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that's that's all I've watched. Okay. Uh, we're right at our tight ninety, so right. uh, well, let's wrap right, this let's up. Wrap this up. Uh, so, uh, you can find us on Facebook, Media Monday Show. Yeah, and you can send an email to us at MediaMondayShow at gmail.com. Uh, you can leave us a voicemail at, uh, message.mediamondayshow.com. Yeah, there's a lot of question marks there, but yeah. Yeah, it's message singular. Okay, message. Message.mediamondayshow.com. Uh, you can also join the Fantasy Movie League. We'd yes. love to have you. Um... And the Fantasy Movie League, the league is Media Monday Show, and the password is Gino. And there's only a few more weeks left of this season, so if you want to get like a couple practice uh, weeks in, now's the perfect time to join up. Yep. It's always the perfect time to join up. It, it is. It is. There's no <laughs> wrong way to, tie, uh, to join up. All right. So, uh, yeah, I think that wraps that up. Uh, we'll see you in two weeks. All right. Thank you, and bye-bye. Bye-bye.